Welcome to the Midlife Midsters Podcast, your podcast for inspiration on being bold and saying yes to making the most of midlife. Hello, my friend. How are you all this evening? So when Marianne first asked if I would lead this podcast on courage, I kind of freaked out and um, really felt that I didn't have a lot to say about courage, that I didn't really feel very courageous. Um, And so Marianne said, no, you are courageous. You are living your life as a divorced woman. You're dating at 60. Those things all take courage. And I started to think, and have spent the last couple of days really thinking about what does courage mean, period, right? What is the definition of courage, but also what does it mean to me? And I think that my definition of courage was physical courage. It's about running a marathon or doing, if you're not up for a marathon, doing a 10K for the first time and maybe doing it on your own. And I started to think about a lot of different ways that I might have exhibited courage, Um, a lot of times emotional courage um, and sometimes intellectual courage. And um, that's what I thought would be really interesting for us to talk about today, how we define courage and examples of how in our lives we seek to bring more of that in. And in the theme of looking at midlife adventures, What are courageous things that we want to do? What are things that we want to do that maybe take small incremental steps at courage? And what are some other things that take bigger steps? So before we get started on tackling courage, um, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves and maybe just a quick one or two thoughts about what courage means to you not after spending some time thinking about it, but when we first posed the topic and we said, let's do something on courage, how did you take it? So I'm Leslie, uh, and I think the first thing that came to my mind is that courage is a lot of different things. It's big and small, and um, really, for me, more the small, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm Michelle, and this is also a topic I did not relish talking about. I think maybe because I define courage as doing something that if it doesn't work out, it will be painful or the failure will have some cost to it. So I do I differentiate it from risk taking or fearlessness or you know, I really see it as something that's um significant. So maybe my definition is narrow, but that's kind of where I I come from on it. And I'm Marianne Lyles. And thinking about courage initially, um, I just always think of courage as taking risk. You know there's a risk and you do it anyway. So I think there's a book, Fear the Fear and Do It Anyway. And um, I've heard about the book for a couple of years now, and I still haven't been courageous enough to buy it and read it. But maybe after today's um, episode, I will do so. So Marianne, since you came up with this topic, perhaps you could start by sharing what you might do if you weren't afraid to fail. The way I answered that question is something that I probably will do someday, and that is um, 
I would like to write a novel about my childhood. I don't talk much about it. Um, not that it was all bad or all good, but a very interesting topic. Topic. And I, the other thing I'd like to do is have my sisters um, just hashing out our childhood and looking back reflectively and and writing about that. That that sort of gets to what I was saying about the difference between big courage and small courage. Because I think when we think courage, we think of doing great big things, you know, risk-taking things, pushing like boundaries that anyone would consider. But I think of it more as, when I say small courage, pushing our, our own selves to open up a little more. And I think of it like in literature, a good piece of literature has the protagonist move in some way, change in some way over the course. The plot drives a change in the character. And that's kind of how I see life. And as I, what I see courage as is the thing that you do that makes you move a little bit outside of yourself. Um, I think it's interesting that you want to write about your childhood because that it captures that perfectly. It's like opening that up to see it. And that can be really hard right. and so really courageous. And it's funny because I kind of think about doing the same thing. Oh, well, maybe we'll do it together. <laughs> you know, I did hear that courage, the word courage, um, comes from the word core, which is a French word meaning heart. Yeah. So that goes back to kind of what you're saying is is something that's tugging you to do something in a way. Really interesting what you shared about literary um, themes of courage, because I was thinking about, you think of a hero, and heroes are courageous, right? And we've also, over the pandemic, really focused on our healthcare heroes. Um, and when you think of a movie that has a hero in it, a lot of times you might think about... Um, you know, a Bruce Willis movie, right? Where, right, that's, that's, he's, but I don't look at action movies and think of them as necessarily courageous. That's kind of just what they do. Mm, and so I think going back to what does take courage is that those small steps, not necessarily a career change, though certainly it does. It's having a hard conversation with somebody. It's tackling issues with your family. It's ending a relationship that isn't working for you, but when you know you're going to hurt somebody in doing that. And I think those things for me, and that's what I really thought a lot about, is it's that emotional courage. It's, as you said, going outside of yourself. And there, if I can tell a little story, because we're talking literature, so stories are good. Please. Um, when my husband and I got married and we were house hunting, we found this house in um, Alexandria that we really, really liked. And it was an estate sale, but it was gorgeous. The kitchen had been redone. It was completely, for that time, state-of-the-art kitchen. The bathrooms had all been redone. The house had been repainted. It was just no detail was left untouched. And so we were really surprised because that's unusual for an estate sale. So we asked the real estate agent, like, what's the story here? Like, that's kind of a weird thing for a family to do, to come in and buy this, you know, take this house that they've inherited and do all this work on it. And she said, no, it, it wasn't the family. It was the woman who lived here. She was 91 when she died. And about a year before she died, she decided she just wanted to live in a nice house. She wanted an updated kitchen. She still liked to cook. And she thought it, it was just time to give herself a little treat. I think that's courageous. 
to decide that until the very end of your life, you're going to keep looking forward and doing things for yourself that bring you joy. And so we, my husband and I right there looked at each other and we're like, that's who we want to be. Like when we're in our 90s, that's the person we want to be. Um, and I think we strive to do that. But uh, it's hard. It's actually hard because you, you look at things and you say, well, if there's a cost benefit analysis, like, right? Like, do I really want to spend money doing this at this age? But she just took the leap and did it because it felt good to her. I like that story. So uh, I'm going to pivot if I can. So that's what you want to be in your 90s. Michelle, what do you want to be in your 90s? And, <laughs> and keep it to courage, right? Because I think it's courageous to do that. It's also courageous maybe to, to think about how we want to live these next three plus decades. Because I yeah. think it really fits so well with the Midster's adventure because we are looking at this phase of our life, right? And so I, and thinking about it, because I haven't thought about it yeah. this way, about, I've been thinking about courage in the next month or three months, but not until you said that, and this woman in her 90s, and also I just came back from spending time with my parents and my dad's going to turn 94. So I do have an idea of what I want to be like in my 90s. I want to be like him. Yeah. <laughs> He's still gardening um, and excited about doing things. And, and maybe for me to answer that, what do I want to be in my 90s? I want to be true to myself. I, I want to be surrounded by the people that I love. And I want to do maybe small things that fill me with joy. Whether it's renovating a kitchen and and maybe I, I might not wait until I'm 91 to renovate the kitchen, but, um, you know, maybe I do something symbolically like renovating a kitchen. I might be the downer of the group. I can feel it. Um, so something I haven't shared on the podcast so far is um, experienced a tremendous trauma in my life. Part of courage is to kind of own your story, and it's time for me to own my story. And I think if I don't own my story and I keep doing these podcasts, it's going to be an inauthentic version of myself, right? So I, I will let you breathe for a minute. Um, I've been, so this June will be four years since I've been on my own. So from when um, Doug and I first separated, um, so four years, okay? So it's taken me four years to own my story. It's taken me four years to say since we divorced, I mean, since we separated, not since I got separated. That was how I was saying it, four years. Um, Along the way, there were different points where I was able to share more, but in the beginning, I didn't even tell anybody that I was separated. And then I had different ways that I, I shared it. Someone might have come over and wondered where the dog was, why was only one dog there, where was the other dog? So, so I say that both in terms of maybe realizing, and this is not something I thought about, leading up to this, but realizing that um, there's courage that you don't even know how or when you're going to muster. And so 
like having a pregnancy and, and giving yourself nine months or a year to lose your pregnancy weight, right? Giving yourself the time, the space, the grace to own that story when you're ready to. And so uh, I, like I said, I hadn't thought about how I wanted to or if I wanted to share sort of that progression, but there is no timetable for you to own your story and to share all aspects of it publicly. Right. And I, I think so some topics are really easy not to have to own that part. I think this is the one that's the harder one. This is the trigger one. So I can say I'm a bereaved mother of an adult child that died. And um, without kind of, you know, exposing or sharing more. Um, so it, well, how I think of courage is so different than I did before November. I mean, I think I lived in a, like a la-la land, right, in some ways. For what it's worth, watching you go through this process has been an not that you want to be an example, right? But I, I, I just feel like you're an inspiration because you have approached this with tremendous courage and grace. And I, I'm in awe, quite frankly. I'm in awe that you're here because it's fairly recent and you have picked yourself up and moved on with optimism for what's in your life. And I, I just, I admire you. I want you to know that. Yeah, thank you. And again, I feel like I'm a bummer because no. courage, I mean, I, Michelle, you have handled it with such grace and strength. We all have for you. And I think that goes back to what I was saying to, to start out, right? We look at things and how we live our life as this is what you have to do, right? You don't walk around saying, oh, I feel courageous today, right? You do what you have to do to get through the day. And then other people see that as courage and strength and something to inspire. And I think, again, I'm feeling all the themes. That goes back to why, Marianne, you talked and conceived of this. This came out of a shared experience of people becoming friends and admiring qualities in one another that drew us together. And I think that's where you get the strength of sisterhood, family, community that gives you the the freedom, that gives you the support to find adventures. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's something for our audience that's listening to kind of sort of focus on a little bit. We didn't all know each other that well before we started this endeavor, before we were on the boat together and started. I mean, there were small connections. Marion and I have known each other a long time. You've known Marla, uh, Marla a long time. I've known everybody 20 years. You've known everyone. Yeah. But the rest of us kind of are newer together. And that's courage too, like to like create a whole new friend group and launch this when we really are just getting to know each other through these conversations. And it's it's a it's beautiful true. thing. Yeah. It is. I am... Um... Serendipitous, maybe I've been listening to an Ezra Klein podcast, and um, I'll have to remember the the name of the, oh, Hanging Out. I think he interviewed a woman who wrote this book, Hanging Out. And one of, one of the snippets, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, and I'm probably 35 minutes in, but on my way coming here, she was talking about how she walks into her college classroom 
and it's dead silence in there. Nobody's talking because everybody is on their phones mm. communicating with other people. And so they start to talk about social media and how that initially started as a way to bring people together, right? You couldn't text five people at one time. Um, it was really different to communicate in groups. And so that was the rise of Facebook. And now people have lost the ability or the comfort in having those conversations. So you could have talked to the person sitting next to you in the lecture hall, how was your weekend? What are you doing? But you're afraid of doing that. And so I think back to the point about how we got to know each other. We were on a boat. We were in nature. We didn't have lots of distractions from phone and TV and our schedules. So we really were able to relate and to share. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, back to courage, we all exhibited a lot of emotional and personal courage, meeting new people, sharing very small spaces to sleep in and change in with somebody you didn't know that well, hadn't spent that time together. And I think that type of courage gave rise to really beautiful friendships. And so back to that question you had about where do you see yourself at 90? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reading so, it. So, and part of it, I think that accepting that, you know, like I, so different, you're going to have different lives and they're going to throw you different curveballs and different traumas and different joys and different celebrations. So I think I would like to say of myself at 90, I found a gift in all the different things. So I, I wrote down a quote from Mary Oliver and I thought it was appropriate kind of for how I'm thinking about courage right now. And it goes like this. It says, someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. So I think for me at this point in my life, courage is finding the gift and the things that are not a present. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Boy, that's poignant. For me, COVID was a gift. Mm -hmm. And and I say that um, with great trepidation because I know a lot of people who lost family. I know um, several people very well who um, really were severely impacted themselves physically and all three who almost died. But for me, it was a darkness that allowed me to grow personally. And so I think that quote really is, you know, how do you find how do you live with the darkness? How do you find the courage to live with the darkness? And how do you find light or strength or growth from that? Great quote. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to answer. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think too, part of it is finding a way to still like embrace the other joys in life. And also other people have lots of joy in their life and, and the courage to accept that this that it's, these things are never going to be even and that's just the way it is and there will be other people who experience more trauma some will experience less and that's just the way it is okay and going back to your question i'm going to answer it too um where i would see myself at 90 is was that what the question was yes right encourage i would hope that at 90 i don't know that i'm that courageous but I want to be fearless. I feel like I'm pretty fearless now. You're fearless. I'll yes. Jump in and do things and try things. And, you know, looking back on my life, I think it's been pretty scripted. 
So, you know, it was expected or I knew that I would get educated. I would have a career. Um, I wanted to find a life partner, wanted to have children. I am looking forward to this unscripted period of time, and I hope that I find courage to do things and still remain um, fearless. You know, on that point, I, I will say we we are at a, my husband and I are at an interesting point right now because we got an offer today at our house. Oh, that's exciting. I didn't know yourself yeah. yet. Well, we, we kind of didn't either. <laughs> but we, um, we thought we would explore that a little bit. And um, so we reached out to a couple of builders because it's in our neighborhood, everything that sells gets torn down. It really just makes sense to just see what that look, would look like. And he, actually, he came back with a very reasonable offer and the time frame sort of fits our needs. But when we got the email from him last night, we both looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, like this is actually going to happen. And realizing, I mean, we, we've thought about it. We've talked about it. We know that we're going to retire at some point. We knew that we wanted to sell the house well before then to sort of free ourselves up to make some decisions. Um, but it, it really just felt real. And that's where the courage kicked in, right? Because then the um, my husband's immediate response was, are we sure we want to do this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> do we want to do this? But like, stick to your guns. We we have a plan. We need to stick to that plan. And the plan is good. And the plan is about getting out of our script, right? Like yeah. sell the house, free ourselves up, free up some money so that we can do some of the things we've talked about doing. Um, but when it gets real, it gets real. Yeah, it's almost made me think of it's like the courage that comes with the hypothetical versus once the email comes now, it's like the real scenario. Exactly. exactly. It's so easy to be courageous when you're just thinking about it as an abstract. But now we actually have to pack up the house. And, you know, I emailed my kids today. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in the house that belongs to you. What's going to happen to it? Because we're not taking it with us. Um, anyway. That's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And that's a great example of courage because I again, you know, I came in with the with the kind of a deep, traumatic courage scenario, but it does run the gamut. And like you said, I also believe in the day to day courage and the the small things, and then like the unscripted and making those major moves, and and even to be able to say, I, it takes courage to say, you found a gift in the darkness of COVID. It wasn't, you know, it, and I, you know, be able to kind of own your own experience of something is so important. Well, the one thing that I right now is thinking about courage and maybe not having the courage. I had the courage to definitely be a part of all of this and help put this all together. Not help put. You put <laughs> okay. this all together. But the one thing I have not done is is lead. Um, I have not had the courage to take it on and lead it. I will be doing that in the near future. And all of you have been great examples and have supported my dream of all of us doing or somewhat of a dream of all of us doing this but i don't speak much in public i don't have the experience all of you have um in talking to the public and public speaking in general so it has been hard for me um so i i will say that i think there are aspects of it and again it's how we look at other people and our perception um I realized one thing that I did recently that took a lot of courage was um, I was asked to um, start a fireside chat at work interviewing senior leadership. And so I put together questions and we were on a stage and I was interviewing, you know, the leads in the organization. And 
a lot of people, most people watching didn't know me and I was panicked. And how do I make sure I do a good job of this? And I think, you know, part of that overcoming of that fear is just taking it on, right? Because you're not the only one of us who was fearful or had some trepidation about one, doing this at all, and two, leading it. So um, you're not alone there. Leslie Ann, you had some thoughts about courage and... Well, I, I think some of courage is, is giving certain things up and maybe deciding whether you want to trick certain things on. And so uh, when we discussed this a little beforehand, one of the points I made is I used to like to ski. Skiing was like talk about physical courage, right? It's it's a challenge. I can't do that anymore. I I have admitted to myself that I am really, my balance isn't as good, my muscles aren't as strong, and I uh, I really don't want to crash into a tree. Um, I'm really afraid of doing something that will impact my life later, right? But by the same token, my daughter has always said to me that she wants her and I to go skydiving. This is like a mother-daughter activity. <laughs> I, Can't you just get your nails done? <laughs> like, okay. And I promised her a long time ago before I started being afraid of these things that I would do it with her. And I feel like I have to stick that out. So I may still go skydiving, although I am afraid of breaking an ankle. Um, I think it's safe enough. And I think doing that, and, and I still let my kids push me out of my comfort zone and do things that I think are a little more courageous. So that may be one thing that I go ahead and do that I wouldn't otherwise do. Go for it, because I broke an ankle at the end of a hike walking along the path to the parked car. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, right? So that's part of courage, too. It's like anything can happen, so maybe you shouldn't be afraid of certain things. And and if I, you know, with the physical courage, I, I want to ski. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so funny, quick funny story about that. The reason I decided to stop skiing is we... We went to Lake Placid a number of years ago and we were skiing and it was a really cold day and the slopes were really icy. And as we were coming down, I thought to myself, I am going to, I'm going to break my leg. I mean, like, this is really hard. And when we got down to the bottom, we went into the base lodge and there were two women sitting by the fire with matching casts. They had both fallen and broken their legs. And I decided that was a message to me from the universe, stop. So that was the, that was literally the last time I've skied. Your inner voice is telling you not. Yeah, for sure. But that doesn't mean there aren't other things. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, to go from skiing to skydiving, I mean, that's very <laughs> courageous. We'll see. And that's some fearlessness, too. <laughs> I've done hot air ballooning. That was a little... Definitely. I, all I can think of are the memes where they show the person skydiving and then the person's trying to, you know, the skydiving teacher is trying to wake up the person who's passed out and they come to you <laughs> and then they pass out again. But they did it. I think it'd be fun. You'll have a good time. I It will be fun. And I did promise, so. My kids push me out of my comfort zone all the time. I'm sorry, I'm telling a lot of stories. I'll That's tell right. one other funny story that actually took courage. The last time, I just came back from visiting my son, as you guys know. Um, but the last time that I visited him, he lives in a tiny little, it's a house, but it's one bedroom. The bathroom, you have to go through the bedroom to get to the bathroom. And so last time I was there, I stayed. I slept on the futon in the front room, and he stayed in his room. Um, he has a little studio there, too, and he had a client fly in from San Francisco to do some recording, and they spent the whole day working in the studio. But when the day was over, my son goes, 
it's he missed his flight back. It's too late for Remy was his name. It's too late for Remy to fly back to San Francisco. So he's going to stay here tonight. And I'm like, dude, there's a bed and a futon and they're both taken. So where's where's Remy going to go? And he said, well, mom, you can sleep in my room. I'll sleep over at my girlfriend's and Remy can sleep on the couch. I'm like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> so I said to him, I was like, um, are you the kind of guy that gets up in the middle of the night and has to go to the bathroom? Because if you do, there's the front door and there are some bushes. Because <laughs> you are not in the <laughs> But I spent the night with Remy. <laughs> that was crazy. And that's what crazy. Yes. I don't know that I would have done that. I think I would have gone to the girlfriend's house. I, you know what was funny afterwards, after he left and driven all the way to his girlfriend, she called me and she said, this is ridiculous. Why are you not staying with me? But it was too late. So. Also, thank you all of you for sharing your thoughts today about courage, big courage, small courage, emotional courage. Um, we know it's about taking risks and being fearless. We know it's about being vulnerable and sharing that vulnerability. It's about showing up and letting yourself be seen. Um, it's about doing a podcast or leading a <laughs> podcast and really putting yourself out there. Um, and it's about saying no to things that you're not comfortable doing. And yes, it's also about skydiving or writing a book or changing careers or redoing your kitchen at 91. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this to be a safe and inspiring place for making the most of your midlife. We'd love to hear about courage that you've shown in your daily lives. You can go to our website at AmericanMidsters.com. That's American M-I-D-S-T-E-R-S.com and click on Contact Us. We can't wait to hear about your midlife adventures.